0: Ancestor Abraham was blessed on behalf of mankind.
1: He came into this as he saw what the Lord had in his mind.
0: Generations of men and women who will
2: dictate every time and season.
1: He said they we will be as the stars of heaven for this exasperation. As the stars of the heavens, they will govern with righteousness and wisdom.
0: All of creation's ecosystems will be submitted to this divine
1: kingdom. So they are meant to frame creation with the thoughts of the Lord. David, another ancestor sang this as he played on a heavenly chord.
0: So when God decided to form man of the dust of the earth?
1: He saw the future that his image and likeness were birth.
0: For humanity would grow and develop through seasons into their kind. Into Christ, the dynasty that rules every season as a wandering sign. The Watchman builds through the signs of time.
3: By trumpeting Takobaya a rende a brandacosidina cota, a brand the quadete suadata, a baruacatosa, a maruaca sele, a brandeta. Oh we worship him the seat on the throne. Ah Makaton le condeca. We give you glory. You you see we have been obtaining grace and we have been receiving mercy since yesterday I don't want us to take it for granted I want us to thank the Lord I want us to appreciate him for choosing to visit us if we gather he didn't visit us nobody can arrest him can we just say thank you for visiting us if you are in the spirit you know the presence of God is heavy here go ahead and thank him thank him for visiting us the Bible says which man that thou hast visited which man you made him a little lower than an Elohim a little lower but God you still visit thank you for your visitation yesterday we thank you we thank you for all you did in our midst for instructions in righteousness thank you for this money it was superlative we thank you Lord for order or correction thank you son of God for opening our eyes to things we may not have known before. La kwane tula, ekwane tuse, haprade to kabadita, eme kwande tolesha, randut ekeleda, malato eke, malian da kwade ma makrandotesa, akala da da We thank you for mercy we obtain. We thank you, Lord, harato sete na Thank you for all your verses that you have used for us thank you for speaking through them as oracles thank you for allowing them to minister even as your oracles we never take you for granted oh god we thank you father we give you glory and praise for this uh, watchman provided conference lord we bless your name for christ who is the blueprint of the age, the future age or the age to come and Amen You see there are different compartments of Christ and by mercy we have been allocated and ordained to or a part in some of them and you see, as every man of God is coming in is bringing forth one aspect of that compartment they are supplying it just like an artist when an artist starts to draw you may not understand where it's going to uh, uh, no, where it's going to what arrive but just be patient, amen with patience you begin to see the picture very soon men will begin to see christ working on the planet earth because as the word is coming christ has been written in our heart and once it's been written in our heart we begin to leave it we will leave it amen we're not going to be waiting again and waiting waiting we are here amen he said we are the people who, you know the end of the age as well has come and thank god for david He was talking about the fact that this is the time. If the fathers are telling you this is the time, you better get ready and know and prepare to be part of it. It's not going to be automatic. You have to press into it. How many of us are ready to press into it? I don't want to be a spectator. I never want to be an onlooker in what God is doing. I like this song. It say, Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. That's a prayer. A song of commitment. Don't look at other people. I'm talking about myself. Oh Lord, whatever you're doing in this season don't Don't do it without without me can you lift your two hands up unto God and cry to God don't do it without me me, Lord oh Lord forever forever whatever you do you're doing in this season Lord don't don't do do it without Lord whatever it takes me to engage I am prepared to pay the price I'm prepared to break the rules of this Babylon and to enter into my age, to enter into my my civilization. Pastor you know, she was talking of the fact that the enemy has deceived us. We've been deluded, thinking that we are we're holding the right things, no, 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 no. not knowing that it's just Babylon. It's about to collapse, Lord. We pray ina tuna katabaradadaya, akwati na kwachedaya, emarando kuta katamaruakataaya. Lord, baradaya. Ambranana tambarade ambrane tabaros kete adaya. prepare me, Lord. Help me to prepare for what you are doing in this season, O oh God. Apladose keteleia. In the days of Babalola, there were so many other men of God. But they couldn't press in. I can tell you, I came from that stream where the whole thing began. It wasn't Elisha, it's a Jebode yet and study very well. My own book is coming up. As an historian, I want to correct some errors I'm seeing. Everything began in Ijebode by the people who are praying. We call them precious stone prayer group. The revival of Babalola We just some selected people who decided they were going to break into that. It was Ijebode here in the agriculture. They drove them out of the agriculture. They didn't drive the fire from there so they continue, I can show you if you come, I will show you all every word all those things, that's where you call the precious stone, they call them okuta yebe. they didn't speak grammar they were speaking Yoruba Hallelujah. Somebody... hey it is not all this uh, it is art that is receptive for what God is about to do imagine those men who were not educated as that, they, they changed the world upside down huh? with all our education we are so weak god will help us lift your hands say lord if you are looking for someone you know god is not looking for people first He look for someone the bible says the eyes of the lord is running to and fro looking for what someone someone revival begins for with just one person are you still watching me lord Enlist me, Lord. At I don't want to come and just be hearing. I've not just come to come and hear ever. I want to be part of what you are doing, Kabbalah, in this new diffusion Asia. I wanna be part of your cathora. Eko no to kolya natasa. Epo kutakaniyagoda. Eko to godegede Amorole. I cathole. Maparando parando koto Helena sanata, Helena sanato. A quale A parada. Help me to be enlisted among those who will bat the new age. A quata barababaya, a I will not be an onlooker in the dealings of God. I will not just be watching. Adu enlist me, Lord. A Alabando, heketela, ashaba da ba daba ba da ba, ashaba da ba ashaba da ba da ba da ba da Amen. They're talking about Paul Levy Johnson, 1996. I had an encounter with that man. It was one missionary that brought him to my home to, to my hometown. And he gave a word of prophecy. Don't joke with men like that. See, things we are hearing like this, don't joke with them, please. I want to tell you, uh, just last week, I saw a guy that we gave our life to Christ around the same time. Pastor Oshie, do you know this guy cannot even speak in tongues for one hour? 30 something years ago, I met him. I said, "Ah, how are you? He said, fine. say, I don't even always have time for church because my business, my business imagine lift your hands and say, Lord I will not be left behind I will not be left behind having heard all these things blessed that you're here that hear these things may I not hear all these revelation all these words and I still remain the same after today (laughs) a barakato satana, oh Jesus, great grace and mercy, oh, yeah, that I had a boha, and re to command da 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 a let the Quatelianos attack at one de Quata A prasa a prasa a Kwana Twatata A Matata Lora a Kata Baratos and Mina Equatabara. Amen. In Fourth Corinthians two it says that my words are not with enticing words of men's wisdom that is what this age is known for if you're an orator man some category of people will flow to you there are things <laughs> if you know what they are doing for church now oh god let's not talk about that this is this age the coming age you know the coming age what the bible says about it it eh? Not enticing words of men, but in demonstration of what? Of the spirits and of power. So what we have been seeing is not actually demonstration of what? Of spirits and of power. He said, Why? So that your your fight will not be on the word. On the wisdom we've been living on the wisdom of what? Of man. So there's gonna be a translation from the wisdom of man to the wisdom of the just. Hallelujah! That is how you know you are entering the new age when you are no longer controlled by the wisdom of man, but the wisdom of the just, the just one. Hallelujah! He says uh, that your wisdom will not, will not be on the, the faith will not be on the wisdom of man, but in the wisdom of God. It now goes on, and I now tell you what it means: that have not seen, <laughs> hear has not heard. Neither has it come to anyone. 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 I don't care. I don't care in any dispensation. The thing that God proposed for those women, love. But then you know what? You have the material to know that. He said, but they are revealed to us by what? By the Spirit. Somebody said, by the Spirit. So the new age, this future age, is going to be said by the Spirit. And we are doing it already you may not understand what we are doing it may not make sense to you because the carnal man does not receive the things of the spirit because they are what? they are foolish unto him neither can he know because they are what? spiritual desire come and pray for the spiritual discernment to come into it you need spiritual discernment if you are not discerning in the spirit it will come and pass you back. Can you go ahead? And lord. Amen. Finally, I was going through the book of Nehemiah and the Lord told me that this future age, it is going to be by portion by portion. If you have time, read that. You will see that they build the world portion by portion. Different, you know, 12 tribes. All of us here, you at least you belong to one tribe. Hallelujah. And so wherever you find yourself, you rebuke, Amen. Wherever you find yourself, you supply. Can you pray to God and say, today, as many that will be bringing forth to bring your word to us, let them minister from you, let them supply that which will help us to announce this season. Can we begin to pray
2: right now? In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's just begin to make sounds to the Lord right now. Let's worship Him. We're in the house of our Father. Let's just sing our song. Let's bless Him. Let's bless Him. Let's bless Him. Let's bless him. I promise you, you can do it better. No one can worship God for you. You can do it better. 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 You are doing it, you are doing it well. Continue. Ekaba de bashaba de bacabele de car. Sebete bacate beke de balade cote be de cabele de cosa. Etavacabeto gisemene macae, de beledigitish. Ekasaba de vide Great are you, God greatly to be praised greatly to be praised
4: father you reign great are you god greatly to be
2: praised
4: greatly to be praised father you reign Great are you, God, greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised. Father, you reign, great are you, God, greatly to be praised. Greatly to be brave, Father, you reign. Great are Oh god.
3: to him. Great are you. Great are you. Great are you. Can you say something to this monarch of Zion? Say something to the one that sits upon the throne. The one that the 24 elders and the four living creatures could not rest when they behold His glory. <laughs> it were between the shadow of Him. <laughs> ah, mi mommy, mi room. <laughs> I can't but I edgeless, boundless, limitless, eternal God. Quapade, we days, to Kabaya. we worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bow down in worship, we honor you, we adore. For that which you propose to do in our time. These are the things you did not do in the times of the wise ones. These are the things you didn't do in the times of the stronger ones. But it pleases you to bring it to pass in our time. We see ourselves most privileged. And we are saying, Lord, we are thankful to you. We thank you for how you began yesterday with us. Thank you for the morning session. And we thank you for what you have started this evening. We give you all the praise. We surrender to you. We surrender to your government and to your influence. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have your seat in his presence. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be in this place? Wave your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, when we are talking about the blueprint, actually, just like we said yesterday, is often used in the engineering world. It's what they use to know what to do or what direction and who are the personnel. That will be needed for the assignment. So you need a blueprint. Without a blue, without a blueprint, you can't build. That's what the Bible says. How many of you will want to build a, a tower? Except you first, what? Sit down and count the cost. How do you see? you sit with the blueprint? So what we have been doing now, we are sitting down with what? The blueprint, which is Christ. Hallelujah. We're learning. Several of us are seeing our shortcomings. Where we are lacking. Where we are lagging behind. And we're trusting the Lord to be able to supply. The supply of the spirit to help us. To be able to fix in those areas. So that we can be uh, qualified for what he wants to do. In our midst today we have. I call him a spiritual architect. (laughs) He's coming with another dimension. Hallelujah. To help us further, to unveil the blueprint, which is Christ. That's the building. That's the project. Hallelujah. So all of us are partners. Amen. We are not just onlookers. From today, don't look at yourself as Okay, we just came to here. No. We are part of the engineers. Amen. Looking at that picture called Christ, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Who for the joy that was there before him and the cross and despise the shame. Glory to Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we, I love uh, this man of God. He's blessed. Amen. I said he's blessed. blessed. Fra- uh, Francis is blessed. If you don't know, I need to tell you he's a blessed man. Hallelujah. Uh, he's blessed. And uh, he's going to bring out of that resources. To be a blessing to us. I would like to welcome our brother Francis Jr. To bring the word of the Lord to us in this moment. Don't just wait, Just pray. Be in the spirit, eh? We are not in that uh, level. We clap, clap, clap.
1: You're welcome, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. I'm blessed, amen. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we posture our hearts um, before the Lord? Just bow our hearts. That um, heart posture of reverence. Just ask him for help, for equipping, for wisdom, for understanding. Everything that's going to happen here is going to be some kind of initiation at its very best. Our goal is that after we leave this place, the initiation takes us somewhere and so heavenly father we come before you even this evening lord god asking you for a tangible touch from heaven lord god that would be tender enough that would be strong enough that'll be convicting enough that'll be persuading enough lord god that even when we leave lord jesus there will be a fragrance lord god drawing us even closer to you lord jesus There will be a warmth, a stirring in our hearts, Lord God. Drawing us, Lord Jesus, into the secret place, Lord God. Drawing us, Lord Jesus, into deeper conformity with you, Lord Jesus. Drawing us, Lord God, into more vulnerability, Lord Jesus. Establishing us, Lord God, even, even deeper and stronger in your word, Lord God. Lord Jesus, we say thank you. We ask that you will arrest, you will captivate our souls. You will take over our hearts, Lord God. You will steer, you will direct, Lord God. You'll put your fear in our hearts, Lord God, so that we can respond, Lord Jesus, as you speak. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can we ask the Lord again? Lord, we ask you, Lord Jesus, for something, Lord God, to drop during these sessions, Lord God. Specifically this session, Lord God, we're asking for your mercy, for your kindness, Lord God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to thank everyone for joining us. Hallelujah. Um, also, thank you from Pastor Francis. He's not here for this opportunity to minister. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, for the last few, I'll say like this year, we've been on a trajectory of the covenant of our Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, the new covenant, and it's, the, what the Lord has been showing us has been this, um, it's been this theme of joining, amen, or connecting, amen. Um, it started off last year, last Watchman, hallelujah, with the Breastplate of Righteousness, where it was about connecting members of the body together, right, hallelujah, and the theme for that was the Breastplate of Righteousness, and we explained uh, one major theme that was um, driven um pronounced trumpeted was that um the body ought to be one and our unity is under god amen hallelujah and it was our covenants one with another yahweh to face um was there in orthodox this year was more about intercession amen and appearing before the lord and yahweh to face has always been about um, deeper intimacy with the lord yahweh to face face to face amen And that was the direction for that. So um, coming into deeper covenant with the Lord himself. Hallelujah. And then we had the Open Heavens Conference. And the theme for that was our connection with creation. Amen. Um, Believe it or not, it is not the Hindus. Amen. Or the yoga um, practitioners that are trying to connect with with the universe. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. The one that wanted that desires connection. Amen. That everything will be connected. The one in whose heart this thing originally sprang from is almighty God amen God desires that everything will be connected together in fact he puts we are our physical bodies according to the scriptures are framed from the substances of this world right amen and so we have for lack of better words some kind of connection with the creation and environments that we're in hallelujah and right now we are um, in this um, next watchman conference and it's Christ the blueprint of the future ages and it's about connecting amen What's up? Man? What's up? <laughs> Connecting the ages together. Hallelujah. Friend from Canada. Hallelujah. Amen. And in this continuous theme of connection, Amen. We're hoping that as you're going through all of the sessions, um, you're you're being equipped, you're being imparted, you are being, Hallelujah, ministered to, um, and your the fruits of this that you're able to hear what the Spirit is saying right now. Does that make sense? Amen. There is something that the Spirit of God is saying at different points in time. Amen? And that's actually the theme here. You know, I did this graphic, and I had a little difficulty coming up with something that was, um, I don't know what the word is here, inspiring. And um, I arrived at this, though, and um, it was how the Lord's name could be spelled through different ages. Amen? There is the crude initial first spelling with the C, right? It looks like a chalkboard. I use a chalkboard font. That's the name of the font I use for that first letter. And it speaks about like the origins, the primitive, the first step, right? And the first age, or the first season of encounter with the Lord. Things are crude, but they're raw, they're organic, they're fresh, and they're alive. And it's still Christ. Amen? Not a lot of light. Amen? Might even be crude, but it's still Jesus, right? Then you have like the cursive where the chalkboard, the chalk is like a little bit more developed. And now there's like calligraphy. Amen? You're using like a fountain pen or a feather pen. Amen? And then you go to something more technologically advanced, even more so with a typewriter. And you see the typewriter font. And then you go an even further step to the digital age, for lack of better words. And you see, like, the LCD prompt. And then even higher resolution screens with a serif font, sans serif, sorry. And ultimately with the more creative, futuristic font, amen. And all together, they spell out Christ, amen. And that's a major theme we're hoping everyone is able to get. It's the Lord being spelt out through the ages, amen. But at the same time, being able to identify that the Lord actually looks different in each age. Amen? Um, something worth saying is, if you... Being able to discern who Jesus is, is a lot more difficult than we think. I'm going to say it again. Discerning what Jesus looks like in each age is more difficult than you think. Whenever moves of God are taking place, oftentimes the people that fight the move of God are the people of God that were part of the previous workings of God does that make sense if you look at this theme here it is very easy to see why the chalkboard would be fighting the feather pen they would say this is the way things have always been you are fighting the traditions of our ancestors but I'm still spelling Jesus no it has to be like this amen and while it is true that we must be connected amen with the traditions of our ancestors It is very important to understand in what way that connection should be. You know, I was talking to one of my friends in America, um, Pastor Peter, um, big shout out, amen. And he, we were talking about what it's like to be a pastor's son and how to continue things. You know, the stereotypical thing to do is bigger and better. So what my dad has done, I will do it bigger and better. Now, that sounds good, (laughs) but it is actually not good. I'll explain why. Because if you study very carefully, I'll give an example. Someone like T.L. Osborne, amen. Let's say you receive T.L. Osborne's mantle, okay? In your mind, what comes to your mind is crusades, right? And maybe healing the sick and raising, and maybe miracles, raising the dead, okay? Oftentimes, those words can be a limitation to you. Because if you study very carefully and you see the fact that, If you study T.L. Osborne's life specifically, you see that T.L. Osborne was a pioneer and he did things that were unconventional in his time. So if you have that mantle of Teal Osborne on you, you have to be doing something that is also unconventional in your time. Does that make sense? So it's not just do what TL Osborne has on and make it bigger and better. You don't need to have his mantle to do that. Does that make sense? When, when David took Moses' tabernacle and he was meant to, he didn't take Moses' tabernacle, when he received instructions from God, there was a resemblance with Moses' tabernacle, right? But if you check very closely, you see something very, very different, more sophisticated. It wasn't just bigger and better. It explained Moses' tabernacle even more. So, for example, through Moses' tabernacle, you would see the brazen laver. You would see the seven golden candlestick, amen? But if you look at Solomon's temple, you would see that they had ten Lampstands, showing what the ten fingers of the hand of the Lord. Who knows what I'm saying? So through that you can't you understand a little bit more the significance of this thing through what David has done. But you might also say, But so Moses tabernacle was portable. Why are you building cement? God doesn't do anything building. Who knows what I'm saying? And as even a more unorthodox t- tabernacle, the actual tabernacle of David, which is that tent, the actual tent that David built, that had no structure whatsoever amen hallelujah it's funny i'm talking about tabernacles because that's actually the theme i'm going on right now amen and it's that christ is the dwelling place of god irrespective of the age he manifests uniquely amen but he is always what god is doing now does that make sense the reason why he is difficult to discern is because God is always, for lack of better words, doing something new. Please hear what I'm saying, okay? Just wanting to do something new doesn't mean that it's Christ that's talking. Does that make sense? There there must still be that connection through the ages of what God is doing. There must still be that gradient of what God is doing. Amen? But at the same time, God is not a static spirit. If you look at the innovations in in different spheres of, of life, you would see in technology, for example, When people are inventing televisions, televisions looked a specific way 50 years ago. They looked a different way 20 years ago. They looked a different way 10 years ago. And right now, televisions look very different, right? At one point in time, televisions were powered by vacuum tubes that were huge, right? And they made this... It was made by firing electrons in a vacuum tube on a specific um, a coated piece of glass. Hallelujah. And those electrons fired would make will light up each of the dots. Amen. After a period of time, more advancements came in and we had LCD monitors. Amen. And LCD television, sorry. Hallelujah. As we kept on going further, we had um, even projectors showing up. Amen. As we kept on going, we had LEDs and OLEDs and now we have QLEDs and so many different ones. It's still a television, but you can see, amen, advancement. Please hear something, okay? Christ is always advancing towards something. Does that, does that make sense? He's always, He's Christ is the, what God is doing advanced. Does that make sense? But it's not just bigger and better. Bigger and better doesn't require, maybe I should help um, explain something. I said that Christ is the dwelling place of God in every generation, Right? Hallelujah. The actual dwelling place of God is us, right? Human beings. Amen. But there are figures that help us understand who we are. Hallelujah. A major figure is this thing, the tabernacle. Hallelujah. Now, the tabernacle is a fancy box, amen, or a fancy tent. Thank you very much, sir. Um That house is something we refer to as the testimony, the testament. Amen? On that testament are written the laws of God. Hallelujah. Is everyone following? Is this boring? (laughs) The whole point of the tabernacle, amen, is that for lack of better words, God will dwell there. Or when someone enters this place, they would find God. Or that God can be found through this place. So for this reason, a tabernacle can be a gate, it can be a portal, it can be a door. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, all of the different furniture items, all of the rooms, all of these things are to serve the purpose of housing that testament. Hallelujah. Wherever the testament can be found, amen, that place becomes a tabernacle. So the core of the actual tabernacle is the testimony. Does that make sense? Now, initially, please hear me out. Initially, this thing here was not was never meant to have been. If you check what God wanted before He built this, before I mean he had Moses build this thing, God wanted the children of Israel to come up on Mount Sinai, right? And when He when they would all come up, the, um, God would have God would feast with them. The Bible says in Exodus twenty four that they feasted with God. Amen. And that was meant to be a, a 40 day and 40 night interaction. But because they rejected God, it was only, I think it was only like a day they hung out with God before. God said, you guys can go back. He said no, so go away. <laughs> Moses, you want to hang out with me, so you come up and hang out with me for 40 days and 40 nights. Amen? And when that interaction, the brief interaction that God had with children of Israel, the leaders of Israel, something else of Israel was over, then there was the personal invitation to Moses. If you check Exodus 25, immediately Moses draws near to God. The first thing that God begins to talk to him about is the building of the tabernacle essentially how to house the testimony does that make sense so i want us to strip away i'm i'm um if you can hear me out i would say some things that might sound deep or um i don't know what words to use here maybe technical but try and hear what i'm actually saying go past the language and get to the core of things does that make sense so when i say tabernacle don't get discouraged (laughs) they've said that word again why? Or if I say feast, oh, why are these people saying Old Testament? <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Or if I say cherubim, don't be afraid. Amen? These should be words that should be thrown around with understanding. Does that make sense? We should be able to understand what these words mean. So please hear me out. Okay, when I define a tabernacle as, as this, okay, the tabernacle is anything that can house the testament very simple once the testimony can be found inside something that thing becomes a tabernacle if it can be found on my iPad then my iPad becomes what a tabernacle if it can be found in me I become the tabernacle amen and the whole point is that when you come to that thing you can meet God there does that make sense so w- amen that's the goal of God amen that's the desire of God amen that's the pinnacle amen and I want to say something else In each generation the tabernacle manifests, it is the pinnacle of civilization, available at that point in time. And I'm saying this because what we call civilization, hallelujah, many people don't know this. You know, when when you see, when I see um, people, recently I've been... Interacting with a lot of people from different environments and different circles and the fruits of this interaction is I'm seeing people that had different upbringings from me. They have a different Christian culture from mine I have a very conservative Christian culture. What that means is that there's a way I treat people There's a way I look at people. I'm very very I try to be very respectful and honoring if that makes sense At least at face value. Amen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not openly disrespect I'm not openly trying to use you does that make sense even if I am inside, I'm trying to kill it or hide it. Does that make sense? But not everyone has that culture. Some people, they are very loud about their ungodly intentions. Um, and sometimes the intentions could be literally to take something from you, something as vital as... Vitalized. It could be something like your, your purity. Amen. It could be something like your money. Something like your maybe like an investment of your time. So people just want to abuse you in some form or, or, or fashion. If that makes sense, amen. So the culture I'm, I'm from, that's not something that's very very um, common. It's seen almost like a taboo thing, if that makes sense. But anyway, they grew up in different circles, amen. And when I study, I've studied people over time, and I'm like, you know, trying to na- navigate things. I've discovered, oh, they don't even know the origin of some of these cultural tropes that they've adopted. That oh, this thing actually came from. It has evil origins. I'm saying this because many of us, we have accepted civilization at face value. By default, it's just the way we do things. And there's no investigation as to why do we do these things. Who knows what I'm saying? So, for example, a good question happening right now. I love the way, you know, um, our millennial generation, we might come off as rebellious in some form or fashion. But keep in mind that in every dispensation, Christ looks a specific way. So whenever God is doing something new, there's going to be, for lack of better words, it's not going to be just happening in the church world. You know, when God wanted um, the, his word to come out from the catacombs during the dark ages, the printing press was developed. Amen. In Nigeria, when, um, when I think it was SU, SU Scripture new Revival, broke out, that was when we discovered oil in Nigeria. Amen. Whenever God is doing something on the earth, you're going to see a stirring among different spheres and ecosystems of the earth. That's the truth, amen? It's not just believers, but even unbelievers. There's a movie, that, um, that movie, The Banker, the movie about real estate. When Martin Luther King was advancing stuff on a more Judeo-Christian front... Preaching, you know, I have I had this dream. God showed me white and black people mixing together. There were other beach people that were hitting other beachheads. The one we watched was the one of um, people in the finance and real estate arena. And God was doing work through them, even though they were not believers per se. The movie tries to diminish that part, but I could tell that, hmm, the way he did this thing was through churches, through ministries. Amen? Hallelujah. What I'm trying to say here is that many times God is doing something, and he might not necessarily use a very, very Christian person to do it alone there might be christians hiding in secret praying and strengthening those people that are doing it but sometimes people that are doing the dirty work are not believers but we have to be able to discern that god is at work right if you check the building of the temple of solomon hiram was a part of that right but if you don't discern what god is doing you can criticize that decision right if you see moses was marrying black people hallelujah but if you don't discern what god is doing you criticize him also amen hallelujah thank you jesus now when when um oh come on i'm gonna check out what i was saying ah, come on What was i talking about just now facebook. sorry facebook. at facebook yes when you're seeing thank you so much sir when you're seeing the rebellion that's happening among millennials amen what's happening is that god wants to do something new and so people are asking questions they were never asked before so right now you see young people then asking a question do i need to go to university and they're not asking the question just because they're lazy. Some people, they're not seeing the value in college any longer. There are now institutions that you can go to that will give you accreditation value. Thank you. Because university is so expensive and it's accreditation you can get through other means. Who knows what I'm saying? And so because of this, more questions are being asked. Some parents will be like, no, you must go to university because this is how it is done. But then someone is asking that question because they're seeing that there is greater value in going this other route. Does that, does that make sense? Amen. They're still going to get the accreditation that university will give them, but not through that expensive way. There's a more efficient or a better way to do things. Hallelujah. Welcome, Papa. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm watching you. laughs> still welcome, you though. Know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, whenever you're seeing these questions being asked, God is doing something. Amen. We need to be questioning why we do things. Why is church... The way it is. Why are things not lining up. The way they should. If we're not asking these questions. I ah, will be in serious trouble. Thank you. And that's dangerous. That's not how you make progress. In anything. In God. In life. In anything at all. You don't just do things because you do things. Understand why. When God gave you the Israel rituals. Amen. To carry out. God told them. Do them before your children. And explain why. Why, why we're doing them. So God is not opposed to you asking why. That's what I'm saying. God wants to give answers. Even if the, the tradition of giving the answers is not adopted, God still wants to give answers. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying this because we need to in- investigate facets of civilization thoroughly. Why are we doing this thing? Where does this line up in, in the will of God? That's what I'm saying. What Thank you. Yes. We must give that answer. Amen. If you study civilizations origins, you're going to find everything going back, dialing backwards, through what Daniel saw in visions as the seven kingdoms of this world, but primarily to a statue or a not a statue, a a building called the Tower of Babel. If you go further back, you go to um, Cain City, Amen. But we'll use the Tower of Babel for reference, Amen. The Tower of Babel. Or the city of Babel is a tower a city and a tower really so the city of Babel that had um, the Tower of Babel amen hallelujah the Tower of Babel many people think that it was a very tall building amen if you read the Bible at face value you're going to arrive at that conclusion but if you check the scriptures very carefully and you you're familiar with like the original words you would see that the word Babel um, is an Assyrian cognate word and it means Bab means gate or door and L means so border, yes, exactly, yes. And L means for short for Elohim. So Babel means the gate of gods. Amen. Elohim is a word that means God, both God Almighty and God <laughs> that are not Almighty, smaller gods. Essentially spiritual entities. Many people will call them just Elohim just means spiritual entities or judges. Amen. Now, when you study the scripture very carefully, you discover something that when they said, let's make a a building and a tower who separates the heaven, that heaven they were speaking about, we call it the second heavens, right? It's not the heaven where God is. It is what the Bible refers to as the the place where the spiritual wickedness, they are resting. Amen? Satan's coven. That was what they wanted access into. You know, when we say Satan and we (laughs) talk about the devil, do you know that the devil is offering humanity solutions to problems? Someone says God is one that offers real solution. We understand God all, Satan's ability to give to give human beings solutions is because God gave him some things. Does that make sense? Now those things he wants to use them to help humanity. Now humanity is going to be, for lack of better words, is going to die because of Satan. But make no mistake, when Satan is bringing forth solutions, if you do not see things the way God sees things, it is the It is it is advancements. Thank you. Now, what happened is that as these people they journeyed forward. Okay, the Bible says they dwelt in a place called. They went from um, away from the east. They journeyed from the east. That meant they went away from the presence of God. Amen. And they came because that was where, um, yes, Eden was. Amen. Hallelujah. That was a reference. A call back to Eden in chapter three, and chapter four. They walked away from that and they went to a place called Shinar. Amen. And when they found that place, it was a fertile soil. And they said, let us stay here. They now, say, they now got together. Ah, let us build. Amen? Let us build. Building means like let us crystallize this thing. Let us, make it, let us make systems out of this thing. Let us form society, civilization from this thing. And let us build society that at its peak will do what? go to the heavens. So humanity wanted to develop hallelujah to the place where they could interact, amen, and fellowship at the intensity, amen, at the frequency, at the degree that spiritual wickedness do. Now, that sounds very evil to us. All the gods of all the countries are smaller than spiritual wickedness. I'm sure we know that, right? Spiritual wickedness. Most of the gods that people are worshipping are princes, principalities and powers. Above those who have rules of darkness of this world, above those are spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, and above that is the prince of the power of the air. So what they were, what they are going for, is something that is more sophisticated. Please understand something: demons are more sophisticated than we are right now. I might say we. I'm talking about humanity right now. This television is crude. If you know what the technology that evil spirits can give you, they can give you more advanced tech than this. We are still, there's still a building process that's taking place. We're still journeying towards that. Amen. Now, if you are not careful, you are going to limit Babel to a building. But it is not. It is a system. Dare I say, Babel is a tabernacle. What you said before about the Garden of Satan. Babel, something called the Hanging Gardens of, of Babylon. Babylon is a garden of Satan. It is a building. Amen. Now, when we say building, don't limit yourself to physical structures. Amen. When we talk about the tabernacle, don't limit yourself to a physical structure. It is meant to house something called the Testament, right? That means that Satan's structure is also meant to house something as well. Who knows what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And so what's happening is that there, there, there is also advancement and sophistication on route to that destination that they had. So as they began to join, they said, wow, we can develop. We can grow. We can be established. They didn't have bad intentions though. You, well, I put this in quotes because there's wickedness in the heart of man, right? That makes these things more appealing than the ways of God, right? Because without god without um this weakness in the heart you would never go the way of satan right hallelujah now i'm saying all these things because over time you have different this structure we call babylon if you check daniel's visions amen it's manifest in different ways it even has different names you would see babylon as the great empire that nebuchadnezzar was ruling over right you will see later on it shows up as persia Right. Remember that when Babylon was in, in Persia and he was interceded, and the Prince of Persia resisted. Morphing, that's right. Later on, you see Rome. Amen. Right now, that's still the case. We're now in kind of like a transition period between Rome and something called the Kingdom of the Antichrist. Yes. Now, please hear me out when I say these things, okay? If you are looking for physical structures, you are going to just like how you need to detect god by revelation babylon itself has to be revealed to you is everyone listening you know yesterday when pastor Doug was finished preaching the angel that came kept on saying something you need to see who your enemy is you don't know your enemy if you know your enemy you will love your brother that's what i saw that's what i heard if you if you really know your enemy, I felt like crying. It, I knew that the weight of what hit me was stronger than normally would. Thank God for grace to stand upright. Amen.
0: Uh, amen. When we talk about Babylon, we are actually have something else in mind. What Satan is doing now is to make church a Babylon. So church has become Babylon. When you are talking about Babylon, don't. Just look outside there. The church, the book of Revelation, the Babylon that we are talking there is a church.
1: That's actually very true. If you listen to Paul K. Davis, he explains that the woman, Babylon, is actually the church system, the false church system. (laughs) I don't want to say anything but that's that's the honest truth what we are waging warfare with as believers right now is that we are inside of a temple and in that temple witches can come inside and they can feel at home very comfortable why all of the things that supports their testament is present in the church yes So, because of that, you don't need to have Babylon on the gate. You can, you can have the thank you. Once you have all the furniture items present, you have Babylon there. Who understands what I'm saying? So, for this reason, you don't need a sign that says this. God has to show it to you, and it might not look like. Again, who understands what I'm saying here? It's by function, not by form. You can have God looking a specific way. Then the next time he's moving, he's doing the exact opposite. This is why. (sighs) Hallelujah. The people that do this thing, that do Christ, that do the will of God. Amen. People that are advancing the agenda of God on the earth. They're called prophets. There's a key thing that prophets have. It's called sight. Please hear me out. Sight in the Christian walk. Is the most expensive resource. Wow. The Bible says that wisdom. Is the principal thing. Above all things. The Bible is not joking. Wisdom is not common. Maybe they read the book of Proverbs. The book of common sense. The foolish woman is common sense. The way to do things. That seems right. You need to labor. Labor with God. Let me say something that would help. Give me. Exodus chapter. uh, Give me Exodus chapter 31. Exodus 31. Sorry, Exodus 32. Exodus 32. Exodus 32. When the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said to him, Up, make us gods. Now, When you read this, you're reading this in English, so you're seeing the translator's input as you're reading this, amen? And if you're reading this in ancient Hebrew, that would be phrased like this, make us Elohim. Now, the word Elohim can mean many things. It has to be interpreted by context. Just like when I say him can mean any of the males in this room. Now, context-wise. We can now know which him we are talking about. Does that make sense? Does all that make sense? Yes, sir. Okay. So it's by context we figure out who they're talking about when they say Elohim. And I'm saying that because this is actually translated incorrectly. Now, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to see why, okay? Make us Elohim, which shall go up before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we watch not what has become of him. Now, what did Moses go to go and do? He went up to go and interact with God, right? To build the tabernacle, right? It now says here, Aaron said unto them, break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives. If you check the scriptures, this was actually the procedure for building this thing, the tabernacle. So break off the e- golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people, next page broke off the golden earrings which they were in their ears and brought them to Aaron and he received the golden earrings in their hands and he fashioned it with an engraving tool and he made a molded calf amen and he said to them this is your Elohim so it's still we still don't know who he's talking about yet this is your Elohim O Israel that brought you out of the land of Egypt so right now it still sounds like he's talking to God talking about God Really? Next verse. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. That word Lord is the Hebrew word Yahweh. It is not used for any other entity but God himself. So it's now. I'm not saying him now. I'm saying pastor dotu. Who knows what I'm saying? I'm now specifying which Elohim I'm talking about, Yahweh. So Aaron was building... A tabernacle for God. He wasn't trying to build an idol statue. Is everyone listening? But you know what happened here, right? God invited everyone up to meet with him for a reason. Moses would say something in Deuteronomy. He would say this. You have seen signs and wonders from God. You've seen many of them. But God has not given you the eye that sees, and the ear that hears. So despite seeing all of these signs, you still cannot tell who your God is. You are still offering sacrifices to someone else. Is everyone listening? So listen to this, okay? Aaron finished sculpting this thing, and when he had finished, he said, tomorrow is a feast to Yahweh. So he pointed to that thing he just crafted and said that is Yahweh. Is everyone seen here? What am I trying to say here? Identifying Christ is not instinctive. You will call Satan God. Like what you just said now. You will not be able to tell that in the church system, Babylon is well and alive. Witches and witches are present and they are at home. They are not struggling, they're not even fighting. They're very comfortable. In praise and worship, they can even leave the praise and worship for you. And you'll feel the anointing even more. Because what you call the anointing is goose pimples that Michael Jackson can give you. That no, seriously, I remember I watched a movie um Transformers. And the same goose pimples I was getting in the presence of God, as the guy was transforming, I was feeling I said, Jesus, what's happening to me? Is everyone listening? Spirits, yes is everyone listening so sight wisdom is critical you know the 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 um the testimony or the testament amen is is what the spirit of god is trying to communicate the bible says the testimony of jesus is the spirit of prophecy Context wise, that was when that angel was talking about, uh, talking to John and telling him that I am of your brethren, those that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Is everyone listening? Essentially, what he was saying here was that the people that can identify who God is. Can everyone everyone hear me? Now, the tabernacle. I'm I'm still going somewhere, okay? Because we need to explain, um, understand exactly how, Amen, the actual testimony needs to be gotten, Amen. When God invited Moses up to the mountain, Amen, God began to give him tabernacle plans, okay, and dimensions and instruments and um, what you call it, um, materials and textures to be used to build this thing. Now, the reason why God will speak to him about this thing was because Israel refused to come up with God. Is everyone listening? The original plan that God had in mind was that all of Israel would go up and be with God. And there, the testimony will be revealed to them there. What this thing is actually for, it's actually, hallelujah, you know. There was a, there's a story in the Bible about Moses coming down from Mount Sinai after spending all the time with God. And the Bible says that Moses' face was shining. Amen. Now, that shining of Moses' face, amen, was because of the Shekinah glory that was known to be resting upon the tablets of stone in the most holy place. Is everyone listening? Essentially, the Bible was letting Israel know, if you can let the things written here be written in your heart, you will look like this man. Does that make sense? So, God's original design for Israel was not that they would have a building that smoke would be coming out. No, smoke would be coming out of all of them. Is everyone listening? Isn't that what happened on the day of Pentecost? That was a picture, yes, of that Shekinah glory resting upon people. Is everyone listening? The actual tabernacle of God. Now, the way, the instrument for achieving that was the mountain where there would be unhindered interaction between God God. And his people when I say unhindered organic interaction what, what I mean by that is no distraction no you know sir yes nothing holding you back I, I'm saying this I'm trusting off for of words here because I use I use words like um, the thrones of your soul channels amen gateways um, spiritual senses because they're the best ways to explain how interactions take place Intelligence, interactions um, with creatures, demands the use of of sensory perception. So your eyes, your ears, your mouth, all these things, they are sensitive for the purpose of interacting with your environment and with other inhabitants, both your internal environment and your external environment. You understand what I'm saying? It is over time, um, because of memories and some kind of wisdom that you have, you're able to interpret all of your interactions. So I feel something, I see light, I hear sounds, I know I'm talking to a person. I feel something else. I see other kinds of light. I know I'm talking to a dog. I do this thing, I do that. I'm eating food. Who knows what I'm saying? There's constant interaction taking place between me and my environment that is leading to me being aware of what's happening. Does that make sense? So, what God wanted the children of Israel was a, just on 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 for lack of better words, exposure where they could inter, interact or fellowship with God. Commune, yes. Who knows what I'm saying? That's what God wants on the mountain. Now, because that was not given, God now built, God gave Moses instructions to build something that can replicate that environment on the mountain down here. Yeah, stepping it down. So now, what should have been 40 days of raw, unhindered, unrestrained fellowship, Raw! Bible says in book Exodus chapter 24, they actually, when the, the elders went to go and feast with God, they saw God. Bible says they saw his feet. His feet, yes, because of God of Israel, and they saw him standing on sapphires, a platform of sapphires. They they ate food with God. Angels came and served them and they dined with God. And because of that meal, the Bible says that the hand of God did not strike them. What that meant was that sin was being dealt with by that interaction. The heart was being dealt with. Now, God wanted that interaction to take place over several days. But they said no. Now, there's a way that God is. God is not trying to punish people. If you say no to God now, God will keep on hindering and see, okay, what space can you give me? And I will show up there. I won't be your Lord, but I'll be present there. That's what I'm saying. So right now in the church, we've not given God space. So he's occupying whatever space you give him. And so right now, whatever space you give him, he will, he will patch there. Who understands what I'm saying? You can call him Yahweh. Call him Lord. Didn't Aaron call him Lord? But what's not the golden calf? So what did God say? These people, they are fighting me. Go oh, and help these people. They are confused down there. Is everyone listening? We all do this though. So. Is everyone listening? But unhindered interaction. That is what this thing is meant to replicate. Through the instruments, through the furniture items, through the adornments, amen. Um, Through the, um, watch more, the the portals of the feast gate. Basically, all that, hallelujah, what was used to achieve that interaction on Mount Sinai required ecosystems, amen. A lot of things being present, amen. All with the end goal of mimicking what Moses encountered. Now, on the day of atonement, amen, when the priest, high priest does sacrifice for all of Israel and he goes through all the rituals, he does all the rituals in the outer courts. He's able to go to the holy place. Those all the rituals in the holy place, amen. And finally, he has to now venture through the holy place into the most holy place. When he goes into the most holy place, all right, something happens to him. All of those things that he was wearing, all of the things in the tabernacle, all of the different rituals, the feast day and everything, whatever, all of them collide at the same time. And for a period of time, he begins to radiate light. That kind of glory on the ark of the covenant falls upon him, and he begins to shine. Amen. Now, I know that this is not a very, very people are not very aware of many of the mystical, um, what is it now, traditions of our ancestors. When Abraham was blessing Isaac, when Isaac was blessing Jacob, it wasn't just talking. God bless you and keep you. Make fish and money. <laughs> I will not be surprised if as he was talking, Abraham, um, Isaac said shining, glowing. Because the blessing, I think Paul K. David calls it the El Shaddai blessing. There's many things you see in the, in the Old Testament that you can tell are allusions to the tabernacle, to the covenant of Israel. When he, blessed, when he gave that blessing to him, he told him, it is gone. He was, there was nothing left. He wasn't joking. Something that was resting on him had left. So he said, bless me, Father. Okay. Because I, I still love God. Let me give you uh residue. <laughs> but the testimony has left. It has been given. That's right. The face has gone. Exactly. but <laughs> When
0: you come to, to, to Jesus, God bless me is in Christ. I bless you, in Christ.
1: Right. If you don't want the face of <laughs> That's really good. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's really good. I love that. I don't know if you got that. What? When I, yes, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we go to God and ask him, Lord, bless me. God is saying, I don't have it. It is in Christ. <laughs> All spiritual blessings. <laughs> I love that. So all that you'll be getting besides Christ is what? Residue. Now some people want residue. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. When the high priest is shining, he looks like Moses. So all of this is to replicate who? Moses. Who became the tabernacle in the Old Testament. And he came out and he blessed all of Israel. Right now, God is looking for new Moses. I'm saying new Moses because Moses was the only one that did not draw back from God. Moses went into God. Do you know what Moses brought down to Israel? He brought down an entire civilization. Moses brought down Israel's military, Israel's economy, Israel's Festivals, Israel's music, Israel's fashion. Now, he wasn't the one per se that did them because through from him it fell on the holy and Bezaleel and they crafted things. It fell on the women, they crafted things. It fell on other artisans, they crafted things. It fell on some of the judges, the elders in Israel, and they became judges. It fell on other people, offices were given. But there's people that are going to look for. The Bible says something, okay? With other prophets, I will speak to them in figures. But with Moses, I will speak what? Face to face. I'm trying to get, get something um, across here. Pocky Davis' wife, um, Amy Thomas Davis, had an experience with the spirit of knowledge, one of the seven spirits of God. And in this encounter, she went through two veils. The first veil kind of like cleansed her. And the second veil, it removed her ability to reason what God was saying or argue what God was saying. And she noticed that as soon as she walked through that veil, her ability to mix what God was saying was taken away from her. Who knows what I'm saying. That's ability to argue with God. It was no, no more there. It's a subconscious thing that all of us are doing. When God is talking to us, we're arguing with God. The Bible calls them high things, strongholds. That thing can be taken away by prolonged exposure, feasting on God. Now what happens as she went through that experience, when she got to that place... She something happened to her where while while she was there, God, like for lack of better words, imparted something to her. And eventually when she came out, so no, she came out from that experience and I hit her bed, her husband heard, she and her husband, they both heard thunders just roaring. And I'll explain to them that is how the seven thunders are meant to be heard. I'm I'm saying this because when I heard that when I heard her share that experience, I realized something. There is actually degrees of interaction with God that many people in the scriptures, they enjoyed. That many Christians are not <laughs> are definitely not having today. <laughs> is everyone listening? Without this interaction, your Christianity is rubbish. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not that it is bad, it is what? It is rubbish. It is Babylon. It is not the garden of God anymore. It is called ba- please understand something. Babel is not, it's not as demonic as we think it is, it's not as No, when we think about Satan, red with a long tail. No, no, Babylon has different forms. There's forms for now. Have you seen on YouTube when motivational teachers, the people that they can do motivation, when you hear them talk about, you can be the best you. When you hear them talk, they sound better than the most motivational pastor. I saw one of them. If you see how much money they have, the screens when they finish doing the show, they'll have sparkle oh time is up, right? Okay, okay, thank you. Okay, oh, I should lose it. okay, okay, I just use that. Hallelujah. Sorry. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, is there a message inside? Okay, okay. <laughs> we said that seal. that's why. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Hallelujah. yes 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 you see sparklers coming up and when you see those sparklers you get goosebumps you will feel there's people that when they sing they're 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 charismatic hallelujah yes when michael jackson would sing people would faint people cry <laughs> You see people, they're carrying them out. You know how we have meetings and they're carrying people on stretchers. They, pack, they fall on out. You see people carrying girls. <laughs> Weeping. So there are presents, Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And this, please understand something. Discernment is not something passive. It's not because, like I've seen people before, they, they will look at a manifestation and say, that's God, that's the devil. And they now use that to now use an umbrella and cover everything. I'm just like, ah. You cannot judge what God is doing like that. Judgment has to be given to you. Righteousness has to be revealed from faith to faith. It is revealed. Christ has to be revealed in each dispensation and each time. And the people that can discern him, they are called prophets. And they are prophets because they have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you understand everything that's been said, right? The entire book of Revelation, the end goal is making this tabernacle communally as not just one person, but communities of people. Amen. What God wanted on Mount Sinai, but now God's going to have it on Mount Zion. Hallelujah. But to do it, amen, we need to have that dialogue with God. That feasting with God. Feasting with God, not so that you can come and demonstrate that you are feasted with God. A, you see this Babylon thing, it's, it's not a joke. Do you know the elders they finished eating with God? When they were finished, they went and joined Aaron in building. So there is a measurement. That's why I like what the Bible says: to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Whenever God gives people things to build, He would always give them numbers. In your life, God will give you instructions. Make sure you keep them. That's what I'm saying. When God tells you fast this many days, make sure you do it. I'm saying this for a reason. In the church, we we have to stop giving God something and expecting him to show up. I've made that mistake so many times and I'm learning now to begin to practice, to exercise myself towards giving God what he expects. Because the goal is to build this thing. And to build this thing, you must build according to the pattern I was shown to you. If you don't actually build this thing, it won't be God inside. And when God is not inside, you can do wickedness inside and everything will be fine. Remember what Mommy T was sharing this morning? Even when, what, once you receive that blueprint from God, the bones, the ashes, remember Elisha, his bones raised the dead. The ashes of the temp, of the temple. The, of, the, of, the, of the temple. When Daniel would face it, what will happen? That place, up till now, Israel is still a sacred ground. You know why? Some people, they marked out that territory with their walk with God. When I'm saying building, I'm not talking about an edifice. Yes, yes, yes. The city plan was given. Yes, yes.
0: Around about Jerusalem,
1: so the Lord is round about his people. So in that place is not an ordinary place at all. It's an elevated place in the spirit. Hallelujah. When I'm saying this, I'm not talking about going to go and get you no know, Dipo J J do J V with depot and build build God a, a temple. Hallelujah. A joint venture. Both of us will be high priests. Hallelujah. Amen. No, that's not the goal. Go. I mean, you can do JV if you want to, but but make sure that while you're doing your JV, (laughs) you're building. And what is this one? Friendship with God that is dealing with that thing. A good way of knowing that you are interacting with God is when, I'm going to be honest with you, okay? The day you start touching God. I'm not talking about rebuking devils though. The day you start touching God, evil spirits around you, they will know. Witches and wizards, they will start leaving you alone. I know what I'm saying. There is a threshold. You know, when the plagues were coming into Egypt, I'm going to end with this, okay? When the plagues were coming into Egypt, they were coming in degrees. The first plague came. And the magicians, right? Moses came with his staff. They also came with their own staffs too. And we can do God too now. Throw your staff down. We threw our staff down too. Uh Yes, we ate our own, but we did the same thing. The next plague of blood, right? Water to blood came. They did the same thing also. The plague of frogs. They went, hmm. How come we can't do this one? They thought, thought, thought. This is what? The finger of God. There's measurements. There are numbers. Now, the finger of God was not enough. They continued. Until what happened? Ten plagues. When they had finished, they broke the camel's back. I think everything is finished, right? No. What happened? Pharaoh still came back for them. He had to be drowned and buried is anyone listening this is how babylon must be destroyed in our lives we must be thorough i'm hoping that we're seeing as believers i'm hoping that we're seeing advancement and sophistication you know when i look at my phone and i see the manufacturing requirements the figures the numbers that were put in there's not a lot of tolerance for being casual you can't be passive when you're developing something this sophisticated. What sounds what I'm saying. So we need to see God in this light. We need to see advancement. We need to see development. We need to see, I'm looking for the right word here. It's precision. Hitting the nail right on the head. And stop giving God anything. You know why? Can I be honest with you? If you know the way witches and wizards have infiltrated the church, you will weep prophetic ministries of men of god that I honor and respect I see them there I think there's at least one of them here right now in fact amen I know what I'm saying amen please hear me out we need to take this thing very seriously very seriously your personal walk with god is your priesthood let the lift, let the um let my praise come before you as incense the lifting up my hands as the evening sacrifice. Pastor Douglas read something yesterday that loving, loving God with all my heart, soul, and mind and strength and loving my neighbor as myself is more powerful than killing sacrifices. So the rituals in the Old Testament of killing bulls and goats is a caricature of me loving my brother. Those rituals was how they, war- they beat enemies. They won battles. Who understands what I'm saying here? They would walk. They would see arrows coming their way. But because they killed something, they had boldness. To stand in front of what? An onslaught of arrows. We can do the same thing. In fact, that is a picture of us. I that's what I'm saying. We are not a picture of the tabernacle. The tabernacle is a picture of us. Is everyone listening? And this is what Christ is all about. Yes. Yes. The tabernacle of God. All of these things. They are figures of us. Now we look at them and see. Oh wow. This is okay. I understand. This is what I'm supposed to be like. I'm sorry. I'm, the tissue shaving. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is everyone understanding? Can we stand? You know you can lock up in your room. And start praying. And all you're praying about is about what you 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 have not feasted on god enough there is a way you feast on god you will break that voice of the magicians you will break what those jonas and jambres you will silence their voices you don't hear about them again after the third plague we need to interact with god it should not be strange child of god that you are loving sacrificially you are loving God sacrifice. You're loving your brother and sister sacrificially. We've given too much room to Satan. It's so scary. I'm telling you the truth. It's so scary now. I'm just like, is there no one that can discern these things? Can we offer up our hearts to the Lord? Just consecrate your heart towards the Lord. Tell him that you want unhindered interactions. I want organic friendship with you, Lord Jesus. I don't want the mimicry. I don't want hypocrisy. I don't even want to look like I'm friends with you. I want to be your friend. I want to meet with you. I want to dine with you. I want to feast on you. I want things that are contrary to you to be taken away. I want to behold you. As you're beholding Jesus, you're discovering who you really are. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Thank you, Jesus. I believe you are still praying. Jesus said, the prince of this world came to me. Can we say that? Can we also say that today? That the prince of this world come to me and he didn't find anything if the prince of this world visit many churches, he just feels free. Can we pray and say, Lord, shake me, sash me, oh Lord, just like the psalmist. You know, the tabernacle is not just like what we are hearing. It's not this. It's here. It's we. We are the living stone built together as a priest of Jehovah. Can we begin to pray and say, Lord, any material, any property that is making me to be disaligned, that is making me to be weary some of us when we come into his presence we get weary easily we don't get loving and glued to him it's as a result of some materials that are fighting our work with God our communion with God Paul said the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion the communion that is how portion will be released unto us it's in our interaction and engagement. Asa Thank you, Father. We give you all the glory. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let's be seated in God's presence. Um, that was awesome. I wish, okay, we'll see, we're hearing more. Amen. See, see, I said he's an architect. Amen. A prophetic architect. He just navigates all the all these things. You know, sometimes when you hold some architectural design like this, you won't be able to interpret it. <laughs> but when an architect comes and say that one is what they call the altar, <laughs> you don't know what he was doing—the inner core and the holiest of all. Hallelujah! So we give thanks to the Lord for the grace of God in our midst. We are blessed in this community. We are really blessed. Amen. Um, I wanted to fasten your beds a prophetic carpenter is coming. (laughs) He's going to meet them together. Amen. Hallelujah. He's going to knit, you know, carpenter, you know, they knit things together. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's my dearly beloved brother. I call him Woli. Amen. Receive with me God's servant, Pastor Samson, as he brings the word.
0: Hallelujah. We we'll give you praise. We'll give you praise, our Father. We'll give you praise. We we'll give you praise. We'll give you praise, our Father. We we'll worship you. We we'll worship you. We we'll worship. We we'll worship you, our Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, many dam ba We thank you, elamonde kapriki prianda kapata datzanda. We thank you, gajujumbaten desisha vendemboka baka Benti pa. We thank you, agemununi in the ndahate. Gamboka paga damba katina hazende pora dene heperia kaparakataya lavaranda with thank you, father. Ajanju gin bawf and jiva kapa. Ajinju mun mun munia ven de viti nabandi namo kumbakutin dambaka with thank you. Ajinjumbatos, ajinjumbakaya. Ajinjumbatos, and buntumbaka dina happy. Aga baka dia la bas. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, our Father. We submit our hearts to you, O God. We submit our hearts, O God. And you write upon the tables of our hearts again, our Father. Through your writings in our hearts. We we'll see the falls, the fall of Babylon, the fall of this age. We we'll thank you, Father. Help us, Father. Take us, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. I want to appreciate everyone who has been able to make it today. I appreciate the uh uh Sibor and Mommy Sibor for the privilege. I appreciate everyone this evening. I don't have too much of thoughts this tonight. I just trust the spirit of God that um it will help us and guide us into every part of truth. Hallelujah. Uh since afternoon uh, my sister here has been encouraging me. <laughs> She has been encouraging me, you know. Hallelujah. Uh, I'll just say some few things on what um, Francis began with. Uh, anytime there is, there is no light. There is no fire on the firewood. Flies will fetch on it, right? And that's what has happened to the church. And that's what he's saying. So what will? Make that what to stay flies away, you know. That's what Leviticus chapter 6, you know, verse 13. And uh, is it 12 or 13 now? 13 and 14, or 15, 16. Sorry, I can you shoot that scripture for me? Leviticus 6, Leviticus chapter 6, and that 12 and 13. 12 and 13. 12 and 13. And the fire on the altar, you know, speaking about our soul, right? And the fire of the altar shall be, shall be kept burning on it. And uh, it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn. You know that for, for you to cause this fire not to go out, you have to be a priest. Are you following me? Yes. Uh, just follow me, please. I, I may not be like all that man of God. Uh, just follow my, <laughs> my flavor. You know, because this was vibrating this uh, this uh, this afternoon section. So just follow my flavor, please. Hallelujah. Uh, for you to keep your fire burning, uh, you have to be a priest. Because what would, the people that burn incense are priests. Uh, if this fire is not burning, your heart or your soul can't bring about the civilization of God. Because what we bring down the civilization of God is a heart that is burning with what? With fire. So when I am cold, you know, he said the book of Revelation, he said you we are neither cold nor hot. It means that anytime God is wanting to find expression on the earth, he's looking for a heart that is carrying fire. Now, when there is no fire, you know, I'm not talking about, um, when I mean fire, I mean the spirit, I mean the Holy Ghost. I mean God's word. I did fire in our hearts. That, that is a fire that attracts God to bring down the civilization of this earth. I can't crumble Babylon if my heart doesn't carry God's fire. So I need to be a priest. I like what they said. They say, "Prince is not for form; it's for functionality." Right. So I need I have the privilege to tell, I will tell people: your your priesthood is not a garment you wear. It is what you practice, what you exercise yourself in, and the practice or the exercise. Is that I must always ensure that my fire, the fire in my soul, does not go out. How will this fire remain in the heart? he said. And a preacher burn wood on in every morning. It's just like what, uh, uh, for Joshua to take the promised land. They told him to take the promised land because God promised them a land, right? For Joshua to take the promised land, you said, this book of the law. Wow. Are you seeing that? That will keep the fire burning because there is something you are going to get. There is something you are to possess. In it, I will meditate day and What? That's how you keep the fire burning. And lay the burnt offering order on, the, on it, and it shall burn on the fat of the peace offering. So, what is fat? What is fat? Hallelujah. And you shall burn the fat of the peace offering. How do you burn fat? You burn fat. By exercising yourself in God's word. Are you seeing that? As I exercise myself in God's word, what happens? It melts. These fats, yeah, it's not the fat we eat, though. These fat here, they are the weights that easily beset us. They are the things that are not allowing us to do or to allow the fire to keep burning, doing what? To keep burning in our hearts. That I need to do what? I need to lay aside. Verse 13. And a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall not go out. This fire must always be burning. It shall not go out. You know this fire is love, right? This fire that will not go out is love. You know love is fire. That many water cannot do what? So this fire is what casts... Say, perfect love in 1 John of the 4. Say, perfect love, cast away what? Fear. fear. This is the fire that will take away fear. Because why he has not given us the spirit of fear, why, why are we not pushing into the things of God? This thing we are hearing now. You know, Luke 16, 16. Can you put Luke 16, 16 for me? Luke 16, 16. Please, are we together? Luke sixteen sixteen. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time. So you said we are not the first people that started the race. Some people have begun it, right? Are we together? Some people began that this race. What are they pressing? They were pressing into what? The kingdom. And in their time and days, what happened was this is that their location given to them, they were able to judge this oppression of darkness that was prevailing in their time. They can't judge that oppression without what? The testimony, which is the law and the what? The prophets. That's right, that's right. They learned the prophets where, the John, since that time the kingdom of God has been preached. So not the first people here in the kingdom of preach preached to us. They are the nations that the kingdom has been preached to. And everyone is pressing is pressing into it. See, our pressing, our pushing, our laboring is what will keep the fire burning. Our off and on Christianity won't allow this fire to do what? To keep burning. Our coat today, hot tomorrow, can't bring this present civilization down. And I say that's why the, the, the wicked one can, have, can come into a place and cross leg and free, very free. You know why? Because the, the fire so that's supposed to be born on an altar has gone down. How do this fire go down? When I can't submit to Pastor Uche, Pastor Uche cannot submit to me. The fire will go down. Now I, I can go into my closet and pray